Good morning. Welcome to Divinity 648. My name is Christina. Today is Monday, August the 7th, 2023. It is 640 in the morning Eastern Standard Time. I literally just did a full hour channeling with my ancestors on loyalty. This has been going on all weekend. They reminded me of all kinds of stuff. I got really deep, really personal, saved it for my other podcast where I can get deep, I can get personal, and I can use no filter. Um, and I'm back on here just kind of summarizing everything. So this weekend was uh, this new wonderful energy of checking yourself, fixing yourself, and learning how to be loyal to yourself more than what you are to other individuals and other people's agendas, Right? loyalty. I got reminded of all kinds of stuff and my family members were highlighting keywords and statements and reactions and behaviors of individuals that have unfolded in my life, probably throughout the entire course of my life that reflected a constant reminder. And the overall theme was loyalty. The overall energy was that board game from 1990 called Splat. Um, my grandfather bought that for me the first Christmas. Um, my mother brought us to Squirrel Road Island to see him. Um, he had given me a board game and it was the board game Splat. And he kind of gave me that weirdo eye. And he said, when you're an adult, you'll understand why I gave you this game. The last several years have been nonstop reminders as to why he gave me that game. And it was so fitting and it was so deserving. And I'm so grateful, you know. Um, you guys have to be careful about who you're being loyal to. You're going to be faced with a lot of circumstances and situations that are going to trigger you and challenge you to reflect, um, and remember certain events that happened in the past. So that way you have an opportunity to redirect your level of loyalty, redirect your agendas, your motives, um, and the past that you're flowing in. Be careful who you're loyal to is what I'm saying to you. Loyalty can get you in a lot of trouble, but loyalty could also lead you down paths that will be extremely beneficial, right? Like you have to remember, um, you don't have to remember, but I've talked about it. I took care of a father figure who was never a father figure to me, completely absent, denied ever being my father, uh, wanted me dead in the womb, actually tried to murder me before I was even born. And my mother has even confirmed situations like that where she should have lost me, right? I don't condemn my father for these things because my father was a different person. Um, my father got sick. My sister had an argument with my grandfather where he wouldn't let her see him. I'm the only one with his name on the birth certificate. Long story short, I step up stand my ground and show loyalty to the wrong people. My grandfather reminded me then about the game he gave me when I was a kid and told me to make sure I remember that when I'm dealing with my sister. And the last like two, three years has been a constant reminder, constant reminder of what he had said to me. So loyalty, be careful who you're loyal to. Be careful who you're demonstrating loyalty to. Be careful what people are saying to you to get you to be more loyal to them and ask yourself, why is it so important to them for me to see this person the way that they're trying to paint them? 
If you did not experience it, see it yourself. And I mean, actually be in the now and see the whole perspective and the whole situation. If you did not go and question and find out facts for yourself, be careful with that loyalty and the way that you use your authority to demonstrate just how loyal you can be. Because again, sometimes that loyalty can get you in a lot of fucking trouble and you won't be able to get out of it, right? So um, this weekend, actually last night was the ending of uh, my channeling on the loyalty lessons and I got a lot of visits from my grandmother, Mary B. Silva, my grandmother, Arletha, my grandmother, Anna, my grandfather, my little brother, this woman that... uh, temporarily took care of us or at least me at some point um while I was actually in foster care as a very small child right let's not put all of our family drama out there but unjustifiable statements were made by minors which caused all minors to be removed from a loving household okay while being in that household I learned things I went to different churches I was in different households Um, My sister said that the individual who had come through to me last night was a Baptist, but she kept pushing Protestant vibes at me. And I still feel the Protestant in her. And and her number one overall um, message to me was, I used to talk to you as a child about religion and faith and telling you how important it was for people to have things to stand upon, right? They don't really know who they are as an individual inside, but they know what they believe in. And sometimes that substitutes the other because they're not capable in this lifetime of the level of ascension that you've accomplished and you've achieved. It doesn't mean that you stop being loyal and understanding and caring and compassionate and sensitive to their religious faiths and necessities. Right? And then my little brother comes through and he's like, man, fuck that shit. I was loyal to her because she was the oldest. She fucking drove me nuts up until my passing about money and, and oh, I'm here for you. Take your time paying me back. And then all of a sudden it's fuck me and driving me crazy to the point where I'm blocking her on social media and by telephone. Regardless of who forgot that shit. Right? Same thing with my grandfather coming at me. He's like, you remember when I bought that car with her and she didn't put oil and seize the old motor and then caused a fight between me and my son because I was the one to blame even though it wasn't my fault. But I forgave. And the funny thing is, is that not one of those persons came through talking to me about forgiveness. They were talking to me about perspective changes and how important it is for people to reassess the way that they demonstrate their loyalty and who they're being loyal to. Look at all these Trump people who were mad loyal to Trump. Look at all the fucked up shit he did. Right? You give so much faith and love and respect and loyalty to people who are not loyal to you who are not in your your presence every waking moment so you don't see all the dirt they do. But you'd go storm your own nation's capital for that person. Did that person bail you out of jail? Did they pay your court fines? Did they fill your canteen when you were arrested? Did they pay your rent, your mortgage, your utility bills, all that money they have 
to show you the same loyalty you gave them? I don't hear that in the news. I don't hear about Trump donating massive chunks of money to his followers and supporters who are facing criminal charges and hardships and sacrifices for storming a Capitol because he said so. No. But I mean, you go to a street gang, you go to the cartel, you know, you, 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 you're loyal to them, you go to jail, they're paying your canteen, and for some cases, they're paying your family's bills until you get out. Loyalty. Be careful who you're loyal to. I'm not saying go join gangs, I'm just saying. It's no different. And he showed even less regard for the people who showed so much respect and loyalty to him, right? He couldn't even match the level of loyalty that is demonstrated by the people he spits on. So reflect on who you give your loyalty to. That's the overall energy. That's what all this cosmic um, vibes are pushing through. It's pushing people to reflect. So if you see weirdo stuff happening, don't get mad. Just reflect on things and, you know, keep it moving, right? People are loyal to certain individuals based on what they can get from them. People are loyal to be certain individuals based on the way that they were raised. Even if they know those people are wrong, they will demonstrate loyalty just because they're blind. Uh, they're giving blind faith. Um, the woman who uh, took care of me in foster care was dominantly pushing out blind faith. And then she started talking about people being loyal to people who only demonstrate conditional loyalty, which means they you can Google that. You can see what that means for you. So just watch it. The vibes out here are going to highlight and challenge you to change and reflect on how and in what way you are loyal. Most importantly, Reflect on how you demonstrate loyalty to yourself. That's the key here. I could give you an hour podcast episode of all of the most traumatic experiences that have highlighted to me just how unloyal I should be to the people I'm still loyal to. It's just the level of loyalty you give them in the manner, right? I've had family members do the worst of the worst over and over and over again. It's like if they could throw any more mud onto my soul, they would. If they could keep that lotus flower at the bottom of that murky, muddy water, they would. Shit, they'd pour concrete down on that bitch just to make sure that lotus flower never reached the surface. And they've demonstrated that over and over and over again, right? I've had people attack me in my own family for stepping up for my father right? My own sibling, siblings have questioned my level of loyalty to my father. He was never there for you. He denied you as his child. He tried to kill you while your mother was still pregnant, threw her downstairs, all this family drama. And yet when my father got sick, I was loyal. When my siblings couldn't for the younger one and complete refusal from the eldest one, right? Their level of participation wasn't there 
for the first seven years of my father's sickness, when my father was at his worst, right? Overnight stays in the hospital, leaving the hospital ER at two o'clock in the morning with two children under the ages of seven, struggling, suffering, still showing up for my father, by myself, no support, no help, no babysitter. My mother turned her back on me because she couldn't comprehend why I was taking care of a man who didn't even want me, but completely forgot that she allowed an Argentinian man to raise me. And what did he do in my upbringing? He took care of his parents. What did I do before my dad got sick? I took care of her parent, right? I took care of my grandmother with a toddler and being eight months pregnant until she died. She died right after my son was born. My son was born February 25th. My grandmother died in March, early March. Okay? All I know is how to demonstrate loyalty and take care of people. And that irks people's souls. Because I don't weigh people out the way that other people weigh them out. And I don't make my decisions based on the, the collective right? What society will think of me, how people will visualize me and what their perspectives are of me. I don't care what you think of me. I'm free. I actually know who I am inside. That's why I don't try to play me no more. So loyalty is important. You're going to go through things that are going to challenge you to reflect on your life and the people around you and why you're loyal to them. Don't think you're crazy. Don't think that they're crazy. Just actually reflect and move accordingly, right? But remember to be careful about who you're being loyal to. That's the overall point here, okay? Be careful who you're loyal to, you know? My, uh, not to get petty or air personal drama, but my father has a brain injury. He can be manipulated, unfortunately, only sometimes because he still has parts of him. It's touch and go, but he's still here dominantly. Okay. And if you ride him and you weigh on him and you keep it going, like, like gnawing at someone, you can wear them down a little bit. And at one point, when a family member passed away, my sibling all of a sudden was sibling of the year and uh, guardian of the year. And all of a sudden I was abusing mentally and emotionally my parent who I stepped up to for, fought for, ensured the best medical treatment was provided for. I'm all of a sudden an aggressor and an abuser because my sibling wants to be the alpha sibling now that there's an inheritance on the table. My sibling fucks up royally. And what happened? The organization wanted to criminally charge my sibling, but I stayed loyal and refused to allow them to criminally charge my sibling. I was loyal, probably when I shouldn't have been, right? We're not going to get into family drama, but... Don't come at me questioning me. Don't come at anyone else questioning anyone else about their loyalty. When you yourself don't even have loyalty for yourself, you're not loyal to who you are. Because if you fall for everything and everyone and their agendas, you don't have morals, values, respect, and ethic for yourself. 
right? Because for me, me personally, I know to respect my elders. I would never cross my elders, ever. I know my place. I would never disrespect an aunt, an uncle, or whoever. I'll say what needs to be said, but I will always come back around and be loving and genuine like nothing ever fucking happened. Ask anybody about that shit, and if they say different, they're lying to you. But when my father called me crying on the phone like a child, a grown man sobbing because he was in actual genuine pain hearing that people he has been loyal to robbed him and he wants me to go get them and make them held accountable, I'm going to be loyal. Now, people outside looking in are going to be like, that's fucked up. How could you do that? That's a fucked up bitch. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm getting personal. I'm getting personal because I know certain individuals listen to this. And you need to be set straight. Loyalty is very, very, very important. And it's serious business. But it's even more important to know who you're being loyal to. And the facts of the dynamic. You know, it's like people walk around and they're all this holy and Christian and I'm so religious and don't shit on my faith. But you only honor and show loyalty to your faith when you're in that building and when it's convenient for you. Because if you lived by your faith, you wouldn't do half the shit you do. You wouldn't be acting half the time that you're acting. And you wouldn't be in the situations that you're in. Because your ass would be at church praying not to commit those same sins that you act like you don't commit every time you walk into that building. Right? Don't forget, raised Catholic, was in foster care, went to various churches, learned various religions at a very young age married, uh, what was he, Christian Sabbath, Christian, I can't remember, Holy Sabbath, I can't even remember what religion he was jamming down my throat at that point, but I followed his religion, I respected his religion while we were married, and I honored his religion while we were married, even though I didn't get the same in return, right? I did the whole uh, Protestant shit in foster care, the Catholic, the entire time growing up, Don't talk to me about faith, religion, okay? I married a Christian, a Christian who would beat my ass, rob my household, had his own agenda, and then was the holiest fucking man every time it was time to go to church. He did no wrong. The people in the church saw him as somebody of so much respect and love and and power, His mother, his family, we respect them. Oh my God, what a beautiful family. You have no idea what happens behind the scenes. Right? But you gave so much loyalty to that man because of who you thought he was when he was in the the holy church. Just like these priests who you now find out are molesting and, and, and robbing children of a holy childhood. Be careful who you're faithful to is what I'm saying. Right? Don't just throw stones and hide hands. You got something to say, say it. 
Get the clarity directly from the person you're scrutinizing. Make your own decisions based on real facts. What is that? There's always um, three sides to the story. It's your side, their side, and the actual fucking truth. No matter how many people are involved. Because remember, people are loyal, even if they don't really know why they're being loyal or if their level of loyalty is warranted. So Google the real definition of loyalty. Google the real definition of conditional loyalty. Reflect on your life. Reflect on the people around you. Reflect on the decisions you're making. Reflect on um, who you're trying to condemn. Whose agenda you're supporting. Check in with your own morals, your own values, your own ethics. And then determine if the level of loyalty being demonstrated is in alignment with you. You should always be loyal to yourself before you're loyal to others. It's not that you're demonstrating conditional loyalty. You are just not playing yourself. You're being loyal and true to yourself. You're honoring yourself. This is your life, right? The work you do is a reflection of you. When I go to work, I work. Right? Some people might feel a little threatened, a little intimidated, a little like, oh, she's pushy, she's overbearing. No, honey, I'm working. My name is on my work. So I care about the end result because that's my name tied to my work, regardless of who else is involved and who's technically responsible and who gets all the shine. I care about my name. Stop throwing mud on my name. Because I'm more loyal to me than I am to other people. And I've been loyal as fuck to the wrong people. Trust me, I know. Trust me. I know a lot more than I let people know I know. Because I'm loyal to karma, to divine essence, and to me, my ancestors. I'm loyal. So when I see shady shit going on, I stay loyal to myself. I check myself. I watch over myself. I'm quick to step up and do my best. But just know, life as a reader and life as a normal individual is not the same. We don't go through the same things. We don't experience the same things. I mean, we do, but we don't. Because there's more to it for the other side, right? Google that board game splat. Google the understanding of loyalty. Really understand your position in life, the way that you interact with people, the way that you favor them, the way that you defend them unconditionally, the way that you abuse your authority and a power to accommodate other people's agendas and know everything I've been saying for the last seven years, right? New era, 5D being dominant, third dimension being gone. Tables are turning. 
mom and pop shops are going to be coming back. Right? Those big organizations are going to slowly start to shift in a different direction. They're going to crumble a little bit, shake a little bit, downsize a little bit. I remember one time I walked into a pawn shop trying to, I don't even know what I was, I was looking at jewelry for my daughter's upcoming birthday to put on layaway so I could get her something. And I remember talking to the girl and we were talking about stuff and I'm like, gold and silver. I'm like, but silver. I'm talking to her about pricing and all this stuff and things that are going to be upcoming. And then I bump into her again and she's like, you know, silver. Right? It's like the other day at work, about a week ago, I was sitting down scheduling uh, a pickup, a direct ship pickup. And while I'm on the phone with the girl talking about the pickup, I'm talking to my ancestors, the highest and most high, right? Not everybody has that level of connection. So when they hear things that they're not used to, they instantly get loyal to what they know instead of uh, opening their mindset and, and being a little bit more conscious with the dots in front of them that they've yet to connect. And uh, while I'm on the phone, I hear the word dragonfly. You know, I'm asked, what will it take to give you contentment? What do you need to see to have 100% faith and clarity? And I said, a dragonfly. And then some minutes go by and I'm asked to look out the window and I look out the window and there's sure as shit, this big window at my desk. And a dragonfly comes from the left um, eye level with me and just goes left to right, left to right, left to right, and then goes back to the left and goes away. I didn't run to every coworker telling every coworker, right? I've already done shit like that and I've already been condemned for doing stuff like that. But it happened nonetheless, right? Uh, I was delivering packages um, last winter before the snowfall season and... uh, I avoid Freetown State Forest for so many reasons, right? Because energetic purposes. And I got to wrap this up, but I'm over there in the cargo van and I'm done and I'm on my way back in and I can hear things and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm praying over the land because as a higher vibrational individual, as a mystic, you understand what it means to pray over land. You understand what prayer is and how to conduct it correctly so that the right people are hearing you and can make quick change. Alchemy, the power of manifestation and energetic, um, let's not be uh, naive here, manipulation. So I'm praying over the land. I'm praying for forgiveness. I'm praying for disturbing, um, undisturbed energies that I had disturbed. And while I'm driving, I can hear these native drums. And I mean, they were loud. And there was like flutes and and all this stuff. So I pulled over the, the van and I rolled down the window and I'm just sitting there listening. Listening, listening, listening. And they were like, you know what? I'm glad that we were disturbed. Right? I got a whole, I'm not going to get into it because it's nobody's business. It's very sacred and personal. But they asked and they delivered, right? I don't care how much snow we get. Just don't let it corrupt our ground. Don't let it um, soil the streets where I have to be, where my family has to be. May it be safe. May we be mindful in our immediate community of the people who have nowhere to get shelter from. Needless to say, since that happened, what kind of winter did I have? 
<laughs> what kind of snowfall did we have? Was there more snowfall on the pavement or more snowfall on the grass? Think about that shit. Sitting there in that cargo van listening to those native drums and having that channeling and that whole experience personally and privately cannot be discredited. It doesn't matter what you think or other people think. Look at the weather we just had. Look at our last winter. Blame it on global warming. But if you were recording me in that van and you could hear the things that I was saying and you could see what I was doing and how peaceful that shit was, you can't discredit what the fuck happened. Right? You just can't. You know, it's like when the street workers were working on the street, digging up the mains or whatever, and the rain was coming and, and you know, you're talking on the phone to somebody and they're like, oh, I don't want it to rain and da 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 da. And then all of a sudden you look up and there's the first drop of rain touching your nose. Like, okay, I'm home and their work's done. It's okay to flow. You could talk all the shit you want and do whatever you want to discredit it, but the people who were actually there and saw it, you can't lie. Even though you have, you just can't to yourself, right? Seeing and experiencing is knowing and believing regardless of what is told to you. So if you weren't there to see and experience it, it's not going to be the same effect for you, right? Like I experienced a joke and I thought it was so fucking corny, but so fucking funny and relevant. But because the people who heard the joke weren't there, they didn't hear it the way that I heard it. It didn't really make as much sense to them. It kind of was like, eh, not so much. I don't give a shit. It was funny to me and the way it was given to me and the way that it was projected at me. I just couldn't deliver it the same, right? Be careful with loyalty. You know, I talked to my sister uh, last night about the, the loved ones that came through and her phone side, at the side of her line went silent. Nothing I said to her or she said could be um, followed up with, right? Couldn't hear anything. She heard me. She heard about the lessons of loyalty and you know, Mary B. Silva coming through and Grandpa and Ricky and um, the woman from foster care. But she went dead silent. You know, she went silent before I could let her know about the, the young woman who stepped through, who's a young woman now, who reminded me that I was loyal to her while she was shit talking me. Watch whose battles you're fighting. Not everybody's going to fight for you the way you fight for them. So always reflect internally and be loyal to yourself, your morals, your values, your ethics, and the foundation that you stand on. And when you're about to demonstrate loyalty, you ask yourself, is this agenda, is this dynamic in alignment with who I am before I demonstrate loyalty? Am I violating and disrespecting myself by demonstrating loyalty for this agenda? Back to the Capitol, people fought for their country. They respect their country. They love their country. But they were loyal to one individual, which caused them to act in a way that shitted on their country. 
cause them real life consequences for being loyal to the wrong person, which violated everything that they went there to stand for. And that person wasn't paying canteen. That person isn't paying all of their bills while they're unemployed. Be careful who you're loyal to. Don't question people unless you know your facts and you've already heard. Right? I'm loyal to me, just like people are loyal to them. And I will defend and stand my ground for agendas that do not violate the things that I feel are in alignment with my morals, my values, my ethics, and the foundation that I stand on. Yeah, I know religion. I sound dumb as fuck sometimes talking about it because I'm talking about the root parts of the religion that you don't reflect on. I'm looking at the dots that nobody wants to connect because they're not capable of comprehending what it means when they see the whole picture. But I still respect it and give her space, right? I say my piece, you're not required to listen to me. And when I see you, I'm still cordial and respectful to you. Because that's a reflection of me and I'm loyal to myself. Don't come at me with personal agendas, trying to tear down characters and, and discredit this and discredit that and demonic this. Remember, people are just now starting to talk about 3rd D, 5D, new era. Calendar doesn't match the, the months and the days and the seasons anymore. Uh, the tables are turning. Mystics and psychics are going to be more common and normal muggles are going to be less common, right? It's going to be the new norm to have supernatural things happening to you and psychic abilities. Psychic energy is going to be dominant in the fifth dimension because of telepathic communication and the veil being completely gone. Give it more time, more people will start talking about it, and then you'll be loyal to the subject and completely forgot how you slandered, belittled, and attacked individuals who were preaching on this before your mind can comprehend and adjust, right? Because if the whole society isn't, it's like a Starbucks. What was that meme I used to see? The Starbucks starter kit with the Ugg boots and the coffee cup and the khaki sh whatever. Until you see it being the norm and everybody in society's on that train, that's when you'll start to, to gravitate towards it. And by then, you won't even care or think about how much shit talking and dirt throwing you were doing in the past, right? Think about the first spiritualist church, and I won't say which division. I was over there, and I went to someone who I used to look up to, and I was like, what's next? What's the next level? I can feel it coming on because I was ascending. I was growing. They never used the word ascension in that church. They never used the words growth like that. When I said, what's the next level? What's the next way up? I was shot down, told we don't ascend. We don't go up. We expand. She never even used the word ascend. 
She just said, we expand. We don't go up. We expand. Ascension isn't expansion. It's going up. But everybody talks about ascension now, including that church, that church who didn't even know what that word was to them when I asked them about it. Don't come at me talking about, you know, narrow minded and demonic this. Be mindful, be very humble, and be very cautious with the way you push your authority around being genuinely um, loyal to people's toxic agendas. That's what's going to be happening. Six months, seven months, it feels more like seven months. Continuous situations are going to keep coming up for at least seven months, pushing you to learn how to be more loyal to yourself and what you are inside than the things you were raised to respect and be loyal to. Because I was raised to respect and be loyal to certain things. And as I ascended and grew, I got to see even more. Now, I'm not shitting on people's love for God. I do believe in God. I believe in the highest of most high. And I'm pretty sure that there's scientific evidence to support that the common knowledge versus factual knowledge doesn't exactly match. I'm okay with that. It's not my life's mission to discredit and disprove. And uh, Listen, I'm here to connect dots. And I'm here to stand my ground. And I have no problem getting into any type of debate with anybody who wants to sit there and have a debate. Shit, we can do a podcast episode where you can come at me over the phone, not even in person, so you don't have to worry about me reacting to you. And I'll go toe-to-toe with you. With no hesitation. Don't talk shit behind my back. Don't talk shit behind other people's back. Learn loyalty. Learn unconditional loyalty. Be able to reflect on things that are outside of your comfort zone and a little bit wider than your narrow-minded capabilities. And I'm not attacking anyone or belittling anyone The average individual only sees 1% of what the body can actually see. We only absorb and comprehend 1% of everything that's going on. And when you come into the presence of someone who can actually digest a little bit more than 1%, it's going to threaten you, challenge you, trigger you in ways that you're not going to be able to comprehend. Now, you can be loyal to your comfort zone and attack people who are outside of your comfort zone, or you can learn how to ascend. Don't just talk shit about it. Actually be about it. Don't walk around talking about we're this and we're that and we're this organization that's been around for so many years, so we're right. Because even adults can be wrong. Even children can correct adults. Age has nothing to do with it. 
So for those of you who feel like because you're older, you have authority and more wisdom and you're more advanced, you could be very well introduced to very beautiful souls with their sole purpose of showing you just how fucking wrong you are. Seven months minimum is going to teach everyone just how wrong they can be how much room there is for learning and growth and to become humble, to work on losing your ego, to teach you not to lie on good people so you can support toxic agendas, to teach you not to shun beautiful friendships and individuals because you're loyal to fucked up people or because you don't know the facts, or because you only know one side of the story. Seven months. It's either going to be a beautiful experience, a rocky experience, or one hell of a fucking experience. That's your choice. Good morning. Welcome back to Divinity 648. My name is Christina. Today is Monday. It is August... The 7th, 2023, it is 5.40 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, So, all weekend, my family, my ancestors, have been coming through talking about loyalty and this new energy of clarity and the way that people's perspectives reflect on things such as loyalty and um, learning how to follow their own intuition, learning how to judge people based on facts and actual living experiences versus karmic people's agendas. So yesterday I was getting the last of my downloads and I had uh, this amazing woman come through who I couldn't tell if it was her mother, if it was actually her, but she came through and she kept showing me this church that she brought me to when I was little and in foster care. And she's like, do you remember coming? And, you know, uh, I was like, what church is this? And I kept tying Protestant with her. And I got this sudden urge to call my sibling and was like, hey, what church did so-and-so bring us to when we were kids? And she's like, "Uh, why? And I told her. Now, You have to understand me communicating with my sister about my spiritual stuff is like a big no-no for me for all the tormenting and harassment and shit talking I had growing up and going through my ascension process from her, regardless of how much evidence she got, right? Because it annoyed her sometimes. But I sat there and I was like... uh, in my flow and I started telling her about how my brother was there and my grandfather was there and my grandmother and this woman stepped through talking about, you know, they were adding on their perspectives about the things that my brother and my grandfather were reminding me. Now, I think it's important that people change their perspectives often, especially when it comes to loyalty. You know, I've been uh, criticized significantly by people I love because I took the initiative when I was asked to, to step up and take care of my biological father, right? So loyalty was this big 
thing with my little brother while he was alive. He had this pact with his friends. He had this thing about him where, you know, he was careful who he was loyal to because he was loyal to people who burnt him. Um, And he wanted to make sure that he honored the genuine commitments and connections that he had because he knew what it was like to not have them. And I respect that from him. Uh, And my grandfather was talking to me about what he called loyalty, you know, and, and he was talking about how when my father got sick and everything else. So a lot of people don't understand is, um, growing up, I didn't have my father as a father, right? I had my mother and her boyfriends. I had my mother and her fiance. Um, my father wasn't, uh, attentive. He just wasn't like a fatherly figure towards me, which is fine. Um, when I talked to my mother after uh, she learned about my ascension process and everything that I had been unfolding through, you know, she was confirming things that I experienced in her womb. She was confirming things that I could remember as a child, uh, too small to the point where I should not have those memories. Um, and they all kind of played a part in the lack of family involvement that I had with my father and his family. Uh, so let's fast forward and back on the loyalty. Uh, when I was younger, no father figure from my father, but one day I get this random phone call after fighting my way through an abusive marriage and divorce, um, and going through hell with my own family, right? Hell that my own sibling created and assisted to create. So she calls me up and she's like, oh, uh, our little brother called and asked if he can sleep on my couch because our dad went into Walgreens and had a uh, seizure. He collapsed. He's in a coma. He's not going to make it. And, and they won't let me go to the hospital because they said that grandpa told them that he has no daughters. And I was like, okay, well, when was the last time you saw dad? And she's like, I want to see dad. And they won't let me in. And you're the only one um, who Ma insured had his name on her birth certificate. You know, and I went there with her with the birth certificate to get in. And, you know, it was all this drama. And, you know, the the nurse, uh, what do you call that? The supervisor for um, social work came out and was like, hey, listen, you know, the the grand, you know, the father, which would be my grandfather, who's now deceased, he's the healthcare proxy of his son. And he just doesn't want anybody in here bothering him. They want him to heal so he can survive this. And I'm like, I'm cool with that. We haven't seen him in a long time. I'm okay with this. Let him heal. And my sister was like going crazy over this. So she's like, no, no, no. What are our options? And the social worker's like, well, you can go to court and get a court order. My sister just looked at me and I'm like, yeah, fine, whatever. Whatever. So I did it, right? Because I was loyal to my family, even when my family didn't deserve my loyalty, even when my family burned me over and over and over and over again, right? I stayed loyal. I did what was asked of me because it was the right thing to do, not because it's what I wanted to do. 
So we go through this whole spiel. Um, I go to the courthouse. I file the papers. I go to court with my grandfather. And we go before the judge and we're talking to the judge about why my sister and I should be allowed in to the ICU to see my dad. And the you know, basically what I had done was petition for guardianship because that's what the social worker said my father was going to need at some point. And I was just starting the process. Um, about a week after the court case, my grandfather and I were talking on the phone and he was like, you know, I know you did that just for your sister. And I said, yeah, I did. And he goes, it's okay. You don't understand, but it's okay. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And before we hung up the phone, after we, you know, had our conversation, the rest of our conversation is private. He asked me to remember the board game he gave me as a Christmas gift. The first time I went to see him for Christmas on Squirrel Road. Now, what my grandfather bought me was this board game called Splat where your game pieces are made out of Play-Doh and the object of the game is to squish your competition. So yesterday, after I hung up with my sister, it was the weirdest thing with the phone with her, right? Because people don't change. They let you think they change, but they don't change, which is why loyalty was so important and on the table this weekend for my ancestors, okay? So I end up, you know, going through this whole loyalty thing with my ancestors this weekend. And I call my sister because, again, I needed to know what kind of church that was because my grandfather was like, you have to understand people are loyal to their religion. They don't want to open their minds to believe anything other than what has already been bestowed in them. And that's their right. And I agree with that. Right. Because I was raised Catholic. Right. I remember the first time I saw um, a UFO, I was scared so fucking shitless. I left my wash machine pulled away from the wall. All my tools were out. My tool bag, everything was out on top of the wash machine on the floor in front of it. The hose, the wash machine was unplugged and I booked it up the fucking stairs. I was so scared and so shook. I was like, I'm never going back down in that basement after dark again. Fuck that shit. So I get it. When you are raised a certain kind of way and you understand certain things, um, anything that is new, anything that changes your comfort zone, you're going to reject. People do it all day long at work when they roll out new computer systems. People do it all day long when the government launches new laws, new fees, new fines, when businesses change their policies and customers want their way. I get it completely. But if you're loyal to something, the change won't bother you. It only bothers you when it makes you uh, question and, and revisit your morals, your values, your ethics, and the foundation of which you were raised on, okay? So I was raised Catholic, and when we were in foster care based on the actions of my siblings and their interactions with my mother and her fiancé, right, because some kids don't want stepfathers. Some kids don't want certain dynamics. Uh, while in that foster care environment, uh, while she won't own it, I was in foster care at that age. I was taken away from my mother for their verbal statements 
although they were not true. And I did have to go to church, various churches, because I went to various foster homes. I was not just in one. I was in more than one. And I remember them very well. Uh, so one of them, this woman, uh, again, my, my siblings said it was a Baptist church, but I keep getting heavy, heavy Protestant vibes from this woman's family. And she was talking to me about loyalty and she's like, you know, um, ask your sister for the church and just remember having something to believe in is having a sense of who you are. Having morals, values, ethics, rules, religion, faith gives you a foundation of which you can stand upon. It doesn't matter what you know or you don't know or the small details. It's the overall picture that gives people comfort, right? It was my sister's overall understanding, well, grandpa won't let me go see dad, fuck him. My sister has him on her birth certificate. I have that ace I can pull, right? It's, it's something to fall back on. It's having that foundation, having that person that you can call on who will show up for you without asking the necessary questions and do what needs to be done because they have trust in you, which is why they give you their loyalty. Back to my brother being so focused on loyalty all weekend and how he honored loyalty when he was alive. You know, he's like, remember, you and grandpa went to court over dad. And right after court, you and grandpa healed everything. You fixed everything. Grandpa didn't ride your ass. He didn't stress you. He didn't follow you. He didn't, he didn't challenge you. He didn't bring you into court. He trusted you. Because you, who had no relationship with your father, stepped up for your father when you didn't have to. And it's true. My grandfather did check up on me. I used to hear about it, but I'd never catch him, right? He'd go to the New Bedford uh, Rehabilitation Hospital after I'd leave or before I'd even get there on some days, I was told. And he would just ask questions. And, you know, he was just, uh, one of the nursing ladies walked up to me and she's like, your grandfather was just here. And I looked at her and I'm like, where was he? And she's like, no, no, he saw that you were, uh, you know, taking care of your dad and doing your thing and he didn't want to disrupt. And he had left and he said he'd come back in the morning. And I was just like, well, why is that? Why didn't he just come in? And, you know, she turned around and she looked at me. And one thing that will never leave my mind's eye was, you know, he just sat there and he was so proud of you. He said, you don't know what that kid's been through to see her sitting here taking care of that man, my son. He said, I don't want to bother her. She's doing her thing. And I was, I was feeding him because he couldn't feed himself. I was washing him and feeding him and doing both so he'd stay clean while he was eating after suffering several strokes in a coma. Left side weakness. So we get into court and then the court again, right? Because after he comes out of the coma, he goes to rehab hospitals and, you know, he needs a legal guardian. And I'm talking to my little brother who's very young at this point, And I mean like early, early 20s, nowhere near being maturely responsible to handle somebody else's life. And I'm talking to my sister and I've got emails to this day where I don't really want any involvement. 
right? My little brother was like, I'm not old enough for this, but yeah, put me down. And my sister was like, you can put me down, but I don't want any phone calls. I don't want any involvement. I'm working. I got responsibilities. I have my own life. So for the first pretty much seven years of my father's sickness, where he can't walk, he could hardly talk. He was on uh, kidney dialysis. His lungs collapsed in this coma. He should have been dead. Open heart surgeries, you name it. Uh, About seven years go by, and I'm the only one with two small children taking care of my father, the father who was not there for me, but there for my siblings, right? The other siblings who were on the legal guardianship, not by choice, but because I put them down as the legal guardians. I spoke on their behalf in uh, petitions to the court to allow them to be added to the paperwork even if their physical uh, interactions were going to be limited because I felt like all of his children should have a say in his overall care and his overall life because I'm loyal right because a loyal person doesn't think like that loyal person has an agenda they think about themselves their path their goals their motives and what it takes to get shit done So um, I go through court, I do the guardianship, I add my siblings, my little brother doesn't live anywhere near us, right? Another state, too young. My older sibling, my eldest sibling, the one who had a bond with him before he got sick, right? He paid for her or had a way to pay for her to go to Hawaii on vacation. And, you know, she would drive up there. You know, my grandfather bought her car with some of her money that she blew the engine on, got into a big fight with him. Somehow I got the blame for it. But the overall energy here isn't about family drama and bullshit. Okay. It's that point where we go back to the family drama of the loyalty When your parent gets sick, it doesn't matter the lack of parenting or the roles that they played in your life. If you're raised right, you stand up and you stay loyal because without that individual, you wouldn't even have life. You know, when I kept telling my siblings and even my mother, I said, if my mother fell into the same condition, I would do the same thing. I'd stand up. I'd advocate for the medical. I'd be on top of that shit. Every single day with little kids, bring them to daycare, preschool, right back to the rehab hospital, nursing homes, DDS appointments, daycare, home, right back to the hospital. My children's upbringing was around my father's medical care. You don't think they have hate and, and, and nah, they got over it. But for a while, they resented stuff. And then my daughter used to say it, too. She's like, Titi said grandpa wasn't even a grandpa. So why are you even taking care of grandpa? He doesn't even deserve you. Back to the loyalty. Because it wasn't about him. It was my morals, my values, my ethics what I believed in, my foundation. You have to remember, I'm raised Catholic. I spent time with a Protestant. Although my sister's saying it was Baptist church, she still feels Protestant to me. Um, 
And then I was in other foster homes and I went to other churches. And not to mention uh, my grandfather. And I'm not talking about my biological grandfathers. I'm talking about being raised by another gentleman who had me from diapers to uh, elementary age, his father, you know, his calm, gentle, uh, loyal structure and discipline within himself, right? My stepfather at that point in my life took care of his parents. You know, his parents came to the house. It was um, Papa Antonio handing me a dollar bill to give him a back massage every time. And me being excited because I was raised watching adults take care of their parents regardless of what the dynamic was. It didn't matter. Your parents sick, your parents sick, you step the fuck up. And anyone who questions that, you should be questioning their perspectives of loyalty. Now, Keep in mind, I took care of my dad by myself for seven years with my two kids, no support. Hospital visits, ER visits, in the ER until two o'clock in the morning, hospitalizations, internal bleedings, um, heart valve problems, kidney problems, liver problems, not to go through my father's whole HIPAA, you know, real shit. Real stressful stuff by myself for seven years. No help. And raising two small children by myself. By myself. So then my grandfather passes away. And all of a sudden, people come out the woodwork. Right? My sister, all of a sudden, is sister of the year. And she wants to pick up the load and I can take a break and I've been doing things wrong or no, you've done everything right. Everything's great, but I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to start taking care of that. I'm the oldest and I'm just sitting back and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Seven years, no help. And all of a sudden I've got help. Okay. What's the motive here? Because loyalty When there's a lack of loyalty, it makes people question if they can trust you internally, whether they are conscious of this or not. Come to find out my grandfather left an inheritance. My grandfather left a life insurance policy. Okay, and then the next thing you know, I'm emotionally abusing my father and I'm getting emails where I'm no longer allowed to see my father, call my father, be alone with my father, and I have to have supervised visits, although I'm still the legal guardian and I've been primary for seven years by my motherfucking self. So I step back, right? I give some space. I leave things alone. I even sign myself off guardian and I'm like, y'all can have it. I don't give a shit. Because I wasn't here for an inheritance. I wasn't here for money. I was here because growing up, I watched my father figure, although not my father, my father figure at that time, take care of his parents. This is what I know, right? Before my father got sick, I took care of my grandmother until she died, right? I had a toddler 
I was nine months pregnant. Now I need to rewind. Yeah, I'm right. I think I was more like seven months pregnant. But I had my daughter who was born in 2004 and I was pregnant with my son taking care of my grandmother who had kids that she took care of and raised however way she raised them. But it was dominantly myself taking care of my grandmother because one, my mother had a husband who didn't want her all the time with her mother, taking care of her mother. And she had siblings who were in the same situation. I remember one time I called my aunt and said that my grandmother, you know, had an incident and I couldn't lift her by myself to clean her. I'm almost delivering my son, you know, pregnant. And she couldn't be bothered. The other one couldn't be bothered because her husband was like my mother's husband. Didn't have a number for the other one who wasn't even on speaking terms with my grandmother at the time. So I called my uncle who dropped what he was doing, came with food and his family and picked her up and helped me take care of her. Loyalty, right? You, you want to give credit for those moments where you actually need someone and they remember what you've done for them, not just what you can give to them. Right? So my whole life, I've taken care of other people. I've shown support to other people. I've demonstrated unconditional love and loyalty my entire upbringing. So I stepped down from being guardianship of my dad. I'm going through changes. I opened up a business. I'm being criminally harassed. I've got a landlord from fucking hell who doesn't have any level of boundaries, no morals, no values, no motherfucking respect. Doesn't matter their religious faith. Their foundation is fucked up when they can project themselves in such a manner. And before you say anything, I got physical evidence to support the shit talk and I do. And what I say, I will always say to somebody's face. Otherwise, I just don't say it. So I let her have it. I get a phone call and then I get letters in the mail of uh, financial abuse from my sister while being responsible for my father. And they're pressuring me to press criminal charges. I've got emails, okay? Emails, meeting receipts, where all they wanted to do was slam the book on my sister for improperly handling my father's financial affairs. She doesn't visit. She's not paying his bills. She's not paying his rent. She's not doing this, da 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 I talk to my dad. All kinds of stuff's going on, right? So I step back up. I start talking to him. I start asking questions and he's talking about hemorrhoids and it's been months and I walk into the house for the first time and staff, it's been seven months since I've been working here. He's had bleeding hemorrhoids ever since I've, before I even got here. You know, I start sending text messages. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm the dramatic one. I'm all this bullshit. But it's all supported and it's all valid, right? 
I pick up right where I left off. Hospital visits, doctor's appointments, guess what? Bleeding hemorrhoids, heart valve never got replaced. That should have been replaced years ago that I sent several emails on. Internal breeding problems, problems with the port, all kinds of medical complications. Loyalty. It didn't matter that my father, who has a brain injury, who I am the legal guardian for, turned on me and agreed with my sister that he felt emotionally abused because he has a brain injury and he's easily manipulated. I still showed up. It doesn't matter that my sister did me so greasy and dirty. I didn't let them throw the book at her and arrest her and charge her with financial abuse to an elderly uh, disabled individual. That's a federal crime. You're abusing federal funds. That's serious. It's fucking called loyalty. Okay? So, you know, you go in, you do your thing, you make sure his health is all set. You walk on eggshells because you know how dirty you've been done. But you still show up and you still do the right thing and you still communicate and you act like a grown-ass adult and be professional and cordial. Because it's the right thing to do and you were raised right and you actually have a foundation. A solid one that you should be proud to stand upon. That is fucking loyalty. So years go by and then I'm sitting in my living room. I'm fast forwarding because I don't want to spend my whole morning talking to you about my whole weekend's lessons of loyalty. And the reason why I'm giving you my lessons of loyalty is so you can reflect on your own life. Your own actions, your own motives, your own bullshit. And change your perspective of what you consider and classify loyalty. So last night, my little brother is reminding me. He's like, hey, you remember what my life was like dealing with you bitches before I died? And I was like, yeah, I didn't get to see you because the arrangements went through, you know, the alpha female over here. And she intentionally let me know when you was coming last minute while I already had plans. I tell her I'm on my way. I'm almost there taking the freaking exit. And she tells me you're leaving and that you're not going to wait. He said she never told me you was almost taking the exit. I would have waited. And I was like, I know this. But whatever. Me and him are having our conversations. And he's talking about how he went on a trip with his friends for a wedding and he borrowed money and he was harassed almost daily to the point where he didn't even like to answer his phone. He even blocked motherfucker, excuse my language, from social media because of how toxic and fucked up the pursuit for financial reimbursement was. The name calling, the disrespect, the harassment. What happened to take your time and pay me when you have it is what I kept getting from him. And he's, you know, his energy was like, remember, while it might be so fucking important to be loyal, it's even more important to be cautious and use appropriate discernment with who you're being loyal to. He said, because I went against you were dead. 
and all the decision making for dad because she was the eldest and I was being loyal to the fact that she was the firstborn. It didn't matter that she was AWOL the first seven years of his sickness when he needed her the most. She was firstborn and he was being loyal and he got a taste of her nastiness which he didn't experience before when he was the asset that she needed to become that alpha child legal guardian in control. So I guess the point that I'm telling you is to return back to my grandfather. Because when my grandfather first died, he kept talking and showing me people with no face, digging themselves trenches, laughing, joking, talking shit, getting all excited louder and louder and louder like nobody was ever going to hear them or they were ever going to be caught or held accountable for the actions or lack of appropriate actions that were taking place. And then that's today. He kept reminding me of the board game that he gave me as a child. And he said, honey, you know what my mother said? And then here comes my great grandmother. And let me tell you, I got to see her in a whole light that I couldn't, I don't even know this light. I hardly know her due to like the ages and when she passed. The loving energy I've always experienced from my grandmother as her being deceased was be in the kitchen, make sure the kitchen's clean when you cook, sing in your head even if you can't sing out loud while you're cooking, pour love into your food even if nobody eats it, even if it's just for you, even if it's for your pet. Uh, you know, teaching me uh, how to mix certain ingredients, not so much to have a healthy nutritionist, uh, tasteful meal, but so that I can heal my insides, right? Being in the kitchen with her is more about what can I blend that can break through a cold faster than cold medicine? What can I blend that can get rid of this headache without me needing to do this? What can I blend that can heal inflammation and, you know, real shit? That's the side I've always received from my grandmother, Mary B. Silva. I've not seen any other side. I don't know any other side other than what I've heard about her. So yesterday she comes through and she comes through as this boss alpha female and she's like calling shots, you know, and literally all I could hear was Rihanna's song, bitch better have my money, you know, and it just kept playing and playing and brah, brah, brah just kept playing and then comes this you know wide-hipped woman churchy going woman protestant woman who uh was involved with uh my upbringing for a very short short period of time through foster care and they're talking about loyalty so I call my sibling and I'm like telling her like, oh, I got grandpa here. I got Ricky here. I got grandma here. Grandma's no joke. I got this woman, this big butt woman. And I'm like, well, no, she doesn't have a big butt. She's got wide hips and she's talking about the church and she's, you know, reminding me how the stairs were kind of rounded and it was like peachy, almost like a maple wood. I didn't tell the maple wood part. Just describing the scenery and the environment she kept giving to me. And she's like, oh, she's Baptist. And I'm like, are you sure? Whatever, it doesn't matter. But one thing that I'm going to highlight that they kept highlighting. 
was after I told her that the lesson of the weekend was loyalty, the phone went completely silent on my sister's side, but she didn't hang up. She couldn't hear me. She, I couldn't hear her at least, but she wasn't talking. So I hung up and I kept channeling and getting the rest of the download, the rest of the information, the rest of um, the lessons that come from my ancestors, right? Because during the true authentic ascension process, you are stripped of any external influential um, lessons and experiences so that way you can learn pure information, untainted information, no embellishments from your ancestors. And why it's important to learn from your ancestors in your lifetime is because the lessons that you read in the Bible are, are mainly karmic cycle lessons to teach you things, morals, values, principles, ethics, so you can have a solid foundation and you can conduct yourselves righteously in society. Don't come at me talking about religion and how much you love your religion and you are seeing Monday through Saturday until you walk into that church and repent. Don't ever come at me and tell me I'm demonic when you are Satan themselves outside of the church and you are only holy and religious when it's fucking beneficial for you and your agenda. Okay? So she was highlighting to me how my sister went silent and how people have been making little small comments here and there, challenging my morals, my values, my ethics, my faith. Okay? Loyalty. Know what you're being loyal to so you don't end up looking like a fool in the end. Right? You have to remember, ascension is work. It's discipline, it's hardship, it's sacrifice, and it's change. And not a lot of people are open to change. They say they are, but they're not. So when you have loyal customers coming to see you with their own agenda, it's not your job to tear their agenda down. It's your job to just vibe with them, flow with them, support them, and see them on their way. And know what loyalty you want from your customers and what type of loyal customers you don't want. Right? Not all money is good money is something that my uh, grandmother kept telling me. And then my grandfather, again with the splat board, he said... You are way too loyal to your ancestors for people to understand and comprehend what's before them. And then he showed me grave sites straight down. Like, like I was like in like a military type cemetery. That's how perfectly lined up all of these grave sites were. 
And he told me, remember, at one point, people were over here digging these holes, humming music, knowing that at some point, a body was going to be in there. Everybody's in their own flow, being loyal to what they themselves want to give loyalty to. And not everyone understands the importance of knowing how to use appropriate discernment with their level of loyalty. You know? Another life lesson I got reminded of yesterday when the phone went silent by my little brother was uh, this little girl who, who popped in who called me Titi. She's like, do you remember the time when you was going off on my mother? And I'm sorry if I change my tone because I can still hear her voice from last night. She's like, you were popping off on my mother and my mother was like popping off on you about your sister and talking about how you always fight your sister's battles and stuff. And she's like, and I came on and I'm like, Titi, she don't even like you. She talks so much shit about you. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, I completely forgot. And then she's like, and do you remember the time you took her to go see a medium and the medium looked at her and you and looked right at you and looked at her and said, you don't even like her. And she had no choice but to turn around and look at you with tears in her eyes and admit to you and tell you that she didn't know what it was. You just irked her soul. She said, Titi, you still irk her soul. So remember that when she tries to play those chords and get your loyalty back. Loyalty. Little people who walked this earth and passed, who come through in spirit and tell on their own parents and other adults all kinds of juice, that's loyalty. Right? Because I didn't socialize with that child before she passed away. I don't mess with that child's family now that she's passed away. And that child still came through to me, lovingly, to remind me that when I was loyal, it was not deserved. Every time I've showed loyalty, it was never deserved. So why is loyalty so important? Because too many people out here are walking around, puffing their chest, being brazen, stepping in dog shit that they have no business stepping in. Don't pick up bad karma because you're loyal to the wrong people. Watch your karma, right? I've been doing this shit my whole life, being talked about my whole life, since childhood, storyteller. But then years go by and those stories came into reality, right? I first start coming out publicly reading, whereas I used to do it privately, low-key, and just dealing with ascension and growth as a true birthed mystic. ridiculed by own family members, 
which is common when you talk to people like me, right? Real mystics and psychics, you talk to them and there's always that family, um, black sheep, you know, ugly duckling vibe when it comes to individuals who are ascended and are meant to do other things. 42, 42 on the clock. Numerology, look it up. Be careful who you're loyal to. So when I first started doing podcasts, when I first opened up my first business in Fall River, um, there was no filters. People would come to me. Everything I had, I'd pour into my clients. I gave them all parts of my abilities, right? Real Reiki, real energy maintenance, real chakra balancing, real aura cleansing, the type that they could feel while it's happening, the type that made them jump up and run to the bathroom to use the bathroom, the type that made them burst out into tears, even though they were trying to show face during our session, the type that made every single client cry and want to squeeze me before they walked out of my office so grateful that they took that step and entered my room. Loyalty, the real kind of loyalty. The loyalty that took place before governmental officials who had an agenda, who shut my first business down and continued to criminally harass me, interfered with. You know, I went to go see a reader who I picked up on in a personal reading for myself that I stopped going to see because I knew that my ops, and I don't even have ops, and I'm talking like my daughter because that's how she calls it out, right? I listen to my kids. I reflect on the things that are said. 4422. Timestamp. And my daughter, she calls them ops, so I'm calling them ops. And I'm like, okay, this lady's going to start taking my ops. They're going to start paying her to attack me. Whether she realizes she's going to be attacking me or not, that's what's going to be happening. I'm not going to go there no more. I might show up there to buy supplies, but I'm not going to go to her no more because I already know what's happening. But I am going to give her a lot of fucking business because a lot of people are going to need some cleanings. I didn't know why at the time, but I knew that that was going to be the case, right? So I knew not to go see her anymore. I knew she was going to stop making crazy fucking money when it comes to doing baths. And I pop in there the other day and she comes at me and she's like, you know, the government lady came to see me and told me to be careful with COVID and all that other stuff. Knowing I'm a reader, knowing she's a reader, knowing that we had more of a conversation in the words we didn't say than the words that we did say. Don't fucking play with me. Watch who you're loyal to. Right? You know how many people gang stalked me, harassed me, fucked with my stability and my children based off of lies? And now that I go to the courthouse with a criminal application, an, uh, an application for a criminal complaint for perjury, reckless endangerment, criminal harassment, no probable cause found by the same clerk's office who found probable cause where there was none? You think I'm not going to be loyal to my motherfucking self? I don't care how neglectful I am with my business. I don't care what coworkers don't like me. I don't care what businesses won't hire me. I'm going to stand in my truth and be loyal to myself because I've been loyal to too many fuckers out here who did not deserve an ounce of loyalty but received it. 
right? Family is so quick to talk about how important family is, but they're the first ones to snake you. They're the second ones to snake you again. They're the third ones to snake you the first opportunity that they get after the first two times that they snaked you. Talk shit about you. Dump their negativity karmic cycles and fucked up shit that they did on your name. And act like their hands are clean. People will always take to the the individuals who sugarcoat shit. And they shit on the individuals who give it to them like it is. And then they want your loyalty. Then they want to challenge you and question you about your religious faith, your solid foundation, and how you demonstrate loyalty. Don't come at me talking about loyalty to family. I've been loyal to family. Where was family for the first seven years of my father's sickness? Yet I'm the first one to step up and honestly represent my family in the court of law against an inheritance theft, against a creditor who wants to steal property that doesn't justify the amount of money they'd receive from taking the property, right? My grandfather passes away, 47, 47 on the clock. His daughters don't pay his rent, spend all his money, do whatever it is that they decided to do. I'm not airing family business out. They go to the courthouse and they start suing our estate The lawyer at the time hires his boss, who's a lawyer, to petition and represent the estate that he's suing. You're suing an estate worth how much money for how much money? And who did you want to represent the estate you're suing? Your boss? Where's your code of ethics? The dude lost his license for a year. That's how scandalous his actions were on this family estate. And the only reason he got stopped was because I demonstrated fucking loyalty to family who showed no love, no loyalty. Do not ever challenge my loyalty. Still in the courthouse, still battling shit. Three cases, about to have a fourth case because now I'm coming for blood. You saw how loyal I was to the wrong people. You're about to see how loyal I can be to the right people. Me, my father, my children, my stability. You thought I was moving with an agenda before. I'm moving with an agenda now. And that's to make sure I check people who are out of line. That's to make sure I do right by family, even though they don't deserve the loyalty. It's not a reflection of them. It's how I was raised. It's a reflection of me. You will not shit on my name, call me demonic, and challenge my morals, my values, my ethics when you yourself lack solid ones. So reflect, redirect, and remember not only where you came from and what you've been through, but what you've done when you thought nobody could see you. Because I know what I do when nobody can see me. I'm well aware, especially right now. I'm wide awake. I'm woke as fuck. So if that means you lose friends... What did Muhammad Ali, what was that post I posted on Facebook? He doesn't, he runs by himself. What was that meme that I saw? He doesn't run in packs. People run in packs because they're afraid. 
He doesn't run in packs because he's afraid of what could happen to him while he's in that pack, right? Meaning he trusts himself. He sees people for who they are. He's not afraid to walk by himself. He's not afraid to stand his ground by himself because he has God behind him. He knows what God is. He knows what the highest of most high is and in what it's capable of. And that's where he puts his faith. He's loyal to the understanding that he doesn't need anything external to himself to feel secure within himself and in his surroundings. Know who you're being loyal to. And why I'm talking about this on repeat is because this current energy, this energetic cycle is going to show you who you should not be loyal to. Right? That star witness testimony that was based on false statements will be exposed one way or another. Right? That credibility that your whole motherfucking case depends on is going to crumble one way or a fucking nother. Learn who you're being loyal to. And remember, when I first opened my business, I was ridiculed by my own family. I was judged by my own friends. People who I opened up to about ascension and awakening, who had no knowledge of it at the time, and I mean none, they're over here walking around talking about love and light and ascension and chakras, and it's like, um, excuse me, 2006, I was crazy. 2007, I was still crazy. 2008, I'm pretty sure you still thought I was crazy. I'm pretty sure by 2009, I was delusional and the black sheep of the family. By 2012, you couldn't have anything to do with me. And now you're over here preaching the stuff that you said I was crazy about? How does that work? Back to the board game from my grandfather. It's called Splat. It came out in 1990. I was born in 1984. My first Christmas with him after Christmas on Squirrel Road Island, right? The land he lost because he was trusting and loyal to family. Ooh, I just saw that orb. Right? Splat. Learn that game. That's the karmic lesson that I've been living through my entire life. And I promise you, I'm going to get that degree before I die here. I'm going to master that shit way before I go. And it's now. So look at what's been unfolding. Look how people have been moving. And look at who's got that, that plastic piece, that, that branding piece from that board game that says splat that you use to squish your competition. I'm not talking from ego. I've never done witchcraft. I'm not about to stop doing witchcraft. I'm going to do shit the right way, my grandfather's way right? Because my grandfather wasn't afraid to show up in a courthouse. He wasn't afraid to defend himself. He wasn't afraid to stand his ground. For someone who doesn't know anything about family and loyalty, I certainly know a hell of a lot more than what you think I do. So before you come at me 
and challenge why I'm in court about ancestors and inheritance and robbing my father. I'm loyal. I'm loyal to a man who was never there for me, but I stood up, stood my ground, nursed that man back to health, saved his life more than seven motherfucking times. More than seven times rushed him to the hospital, saving his life. So when he goes on the phone with me, crying on the phone to me, 54 minutes, 45 seconds in, 9-9 energy, I'm going to be there for him. Not because he deserves my loyalty, but because I know what loyalty really is. So yeah, I'm going to puff my chest up in a courthouse. I'm going to sign my names on court documents. I'm going to hold motherfuckers accountable. Because I was the one that received that phone call. I'm the one with the video recording of my father crying as a grown man, expressing how much pain he's in because he just found out his inheritance was robbed by people he's been loyal to. Family loyalty? Watch who you're loyal to. Don't come at me talking about shit, wearing dirty laundry out there that ain't even mine to be airing out under my name. I will use any and every platform to justify and correct rights and wrongs. You're wrong. So if you got a question about my personal life, my morals, my values, my ethics, my rules, you come see me. Don't talk shit about me behind my back. See me to my face. 5610111. I'm more loyal than you. You don't even know the definition of loyal until you've learned my life. Three years ago, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, I'm talking to everybody about 3rd D falling off, 5th D being dominant, tables are turning, new ever started. Gravity's shifting and changing. Earth plates are moving. Water's going to be swallowed by the earth. What, does, what happens when the earth plates shift, right? As the, as the mantle and, and the crust and all that shit gets devoured, it takes in water. Scientific research has already proven everything I've already recorded and posted that people are talking shit about. And years later, more and more people are talking about the shit that I was crazy for saying. You're challenging me? You need to challenge yourself. Because if the things you ridiculed and tried to dismantle are still standing firm on the same solid foundation... Maybe it's your foundation that you need to start reflecting on. Check yourself on. Don't play yourself being genuinely loyal to the wrong people. Because you're going to miss out on beautiful connections, beautiful opportunities, abundance, phenomenas. Because when you work with ancestors, you work with the roots. And I'm not talking about craft because I don't play with craft. I don't need to. 
You go to the root of everything. And every time something happens, before you can embrace love and enjoy, you're reminded of the root. Because in ascension work, you're rooted to the beginning of everything. And you are energetically connected to all the various layers. And that's how you are able to stay humble, grounded, connected. You don't let temporary wins and gains boost your ego and tilt your vibration. You stay grounded, you stay rooted, you stay humble, and you stay the course. It don't matter how fucked up family is, I'm loyal. Right? There's an estate going on, and I'm loyally representing every family member, including the ones who did my own father dirty. Don't ever question a person's loyalty until you know your own. <laughs>